Hello? Hello? Hey y'all, my name is Phoebe Hunt and you've tuned in to Listen First. This is my podcast where basically I'm going to dissect songs that I just wrote with some of my best friends here in Nashville. Over the past 15 years of traveling around and playing my songs, I've met some incredible songwriters. Some of them are established artists that you've probably heard of, and some of them are up and coming, just like myself. Each episode, I'll take the recording and dissect what was happening in the mind of the songwriter. You'll hear the mistakes and the thought process behind finding the perfect line or the perfect rhyme. Now, because these songs are not yet commercially released, you can really only hear them exclusively here. You can't download them, you can't share them with your friends, but you can invite your friends to listen first with you. And hey, one of these days, one of these songs might end up as a huge hit, and it would be wonderful to have shared the experience of the first listen with you. Thanks again for tuning in to listen first. Hey y'all, thanks so much for tuning back in to listen first and I'm so excited to share with y'all our special guest this week is Ray Duncan and Ray and I met when she was gosh 17 years old in California. I was on tour and I had met her mom who's an incredible songwriter and I met her met Ray and immediately we started collaborating on a project to create music program for teenagers all around the world to collaborate and create music and unity and peace called the One Village Music Project. She was in a band with her dad called Ranchers for Peace and she had just dropped out of high school. I loved her immediately and we started collaborating. Now fast forward almost a decade and she lives in Nashville. She has an EP of her own that she's about to be putting out to the world. I can't wait to hear what she has to say, and I hope that you check that out and check out her website and all of her socials. You're about to hear a conversation that she and I just had on the phone where we talk about writing the song Candy, and we get into all kinds of topics from songwriting itself to addiction and to vulnerability. So I hope you enjoy, and I hope you get something out of this conversation. And if you're a writer yourself, or if you're wanting to be a writer or a songwriter, I hope this helps inspire you to continue working on your dream. Hey. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. (laughs) Wow. Corona time. Yeah, it's so surreal every day. Every day is just so surreal. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, wow. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty crazy right now. And so what have you been up to? Honestly, a whole lot of just helping my mom with her move right now and discovered video games at the beginning of this quarantine. And that was a blessing, to be honest. 
and also also just playing a lot of guitar as well. Nice. I just think that Zelda is a work of art, and I think anybody else who knows what I'm talking about would understand that. My brother played Zelda so much growing up. He was really good at it. It's actually it's really so hard. Good. <laughs> it is. It's like with your mind game. Wizard mind game. That's what it is. It's so good. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. I had this idea. Like, I was just like, yeah. I just, I guess I realized, I even, I didn't even realize it till really today. And maybe I've seen it as parts of myself growing up. But I mm. definitely love working with other people. <laughs> like, yeah. Creatively, like, I just love, I love collaboration. And I love, yeah, I just. I realize that I I have a lot of creative energy when I know that I'm like, like it's there's someone else involved in it, even though it's my own thing. I don't know. I just really love working with other people. And I was like just brainstorming ways to do that. And then I was going through all these work tapes of songs that I've written recently with friends. And just maybe I can just record a phone call with my friend and we talk about the process of writing that song and it becomes a podcast. Doing that. And it's actually today alone, I've had so many great calls with friends and I feel like so grateful for the amazing friendships I have in this world and, and the people that I've gotten to spend time with. And so I was thinking about you and just so glad that we had that moment where we wrote together. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't. I know we we had done some of that in the past when I was younger, but it was nice to we spent a lot of we spent a lot of that day just talking and catching up because I hadn't seen you in a while and stuff. Um, and then I think that put us in a really good space for just like knowing where we each were at, and then writing this song, articulating this feeling that I was going through at the time or whatever. Totally, and that's to me basically what it it seems. People like have these songwriting sessions to come together and write a song. And to me, you you can't really do that with someone unless you have to hang out first. I feel like it's it's actually required to write a good song. <laughs> or not a good song, but a song that has has meaning to either person. I think comes yeah. from it comes from that juice of that time you just spent together because we've just been like marinating in each other's like very honest present moment experience like and the more raw and honest we are in like our conversation with each other I feel like the song reflects that same like depth because it's in the stew of that there's that energy of this is what I'm this is where I'm at in the world and this is where I am and if we're both just put our cards on the table then we like a song comes out about it and it's something that needed to be written or needed to be experienced or healed or just processed and that song becomes like the processing moment for that oh I didn't even realize that about myself but this song just helped me to realize it and that's like our gift to each other in that moment so it was nice I remember we were with the song title and everything I think before writing the song we were joking around but conceptualizing that character like the candy girl like this persona like this sort of crazy version of myself like I remember we were talking about that I was thinking of like making some changes and dyeing my hair blonde and starting my band and stuff and it was fun to conceptualize this sort of like crazy character who's like more daring 
in her actions than I can bring myself to be in my actions in my own life. Whoa, but you actually have dyed your hair, right? No, I actually have, yeah. Yeah, so maybe you are becoming her. <laughs> no, and I think, yeah, I don't know. And I think if, like, in the song, like, candy being the metaphor for just whatever whatever addiction, like, whatever your chosen vice might be at the given moment, I don't know. I think that part of me, the part of me that was reckless or didn't know how to be moderate in things, in my enjoyment of things, that part of me is, has slowly dwindled really recently, really this year. Wow. That's interesting. Uh, like almost like with the writing of the song, you think? Yeah, I don't know. It's like the, just like trying to glean the positive aspects of that character, the positive aspects being that she is more daring and more confident and like more punk rock, but then taking the negative aspects that are in the song, like the addictive tendencies and the doing everything to the extreme, taking those things out of the game for your own long-term physical and emotional health. Yeah, it's almost like just having the awareness of it and processing it in a song and yeah. in your own brain and in your own experience of life. Oh, I can see that pattern now and mm -hmm. I don't have to choose to participate in it. And I've I processed that. Okay, like maybe it'll show up again and there'll be like a temptation and mm -hmm. you'll get to make another choice. There always is. There's always, there always is that. Everybody experiences that in one level or another, I think, at some point. Wow, well, that's incredible to hear you say all that. And I feel like it's always a process, like what you're saying, like there'll be moments where it comes up again. But just to even have had that clarity in that songwriting session, I remember you were experiencing that clarity. Like it wasn't happening while we were writing that song. You were sharing with me that you understood this pattern that's like mm -hmm. part of your lineage, but also part of like your own experience as a human and through from a very young child all the way up to recently and understanding that and then seeing it with such maturity. I remember that you, and I was like, whoa. And then being able to write about it with such honesty is I think also part of the process of really processing it because if you had been hiding any part of it, in the writing session, then that's the same part that you'd be hiding when you're not mm -hmm. in the songwriting. You were like, I'm yeah. super honest, and this is real, so here we go. Yeah, and we take and then we take liberties with the artistic narrative just because there's only so many syllables in a bar, and you have a certain rhyme that you're trying to like, or you're trying to pay make that pay off. And so you can oversimplify things a little bit, but just for the sake of the song and telling this the story through that lens there's nothing really wrong with that kind of simplicity because it's just even if it's not based on exactly what happened I think some some songwriters are very rigid in how they're like oh I only write my truth only the truth always and forever and I think there's multiple ways to do that I think if you're not being untruthful if you're writing about something you haven't necessarily lived firsthand I think it's just like a facet of yourself being expressed you know what I mean yeah there's some sort of premonition maybe even and and yeah creative license and like you're also an artist so expressing yeah. yourself through an artistic lens and then there's also like the components of a song you just made, reminded me of Laurie White one of my great teaching mentors just when you were talking about she would always talk about conserve conserve conservation of language and just saying so much 
with just very few words. And what you were talking about, like a very simple line can pack such a punch because, mm-hmm. whoa, in three words, you just told me like so much information that I can feel it and experience it and process it in a song that it could have taken chapters in a book to really get to that level. But you did it in three words or four words, and that somehow is all you needed. Yeah, it's like in when you're trying to write like an essay in high school and you need to meet a certain amount of words and you're like using all these fluffy words to like beef up your paragraph and the teacher just looks at you and is, you literally just said the same thing like three different times. I know what you're trying to do. And just about getting the information in there really the most effectively, the most efficiently and not just like being overly wordy or overly flashy there is like a time and a place for that but I've always like stylistically leaned more towards like lyrical sparseness and like simplicity as being the most impactful but that's also just stylistically what I am interested in it's so powerful Ray I've always just loved hearing your voice and your songs and I don't know, maybe it's that you have two songwriters as parents. <laughs> Somehow it's so natural for you to be able to say so much with so few words. And it's a gift. It really is a gift because it's not easy to do that. It is, it's fun to, as an exercise, it's fun to, there's a lot of great writers out there who use really like heightened language and do all kinds of like crazy acrobatics with words and I really admire that because it's higher degree of difficulty in some ways but that's just not really how I'm get my point across but that's what I like about our song is like that it's really simple and a lot of it's very conversational and colloquial she's saying you want me for your life I'm gonna wreck your life and it'll make people laugh it's whimsical and sassy but there's also a lot of kind of truth underneath that Definitely. People will laugh. I I don't think, I've never played that live, but people will laugh when they hear that. Yeah, and it also is a way to bring levity or lightness to something that's really heavy. I'm going to wreck your life. And also, I don't know, I don't know how possible it is for one crazy chick to have that kind of an impact, but you never know. But she's bent on it. She's determined. She's, no, I will ruin you. But (laughs) that's also just something I was like, going through that as a self-preservation thing if you hurt me I will disappear from your life you get older and you learn how to be less fearful and you learn how to be more open whatever yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) it's good it's so good to hear your voice (laughs) it's so good to hear your voice too it just makes me feel like you're right here right now and honestly I feel like we should just let the people hear the song now Absolutely. Cool. Here you go. Right on. I'm very decadent. Don't like to moderate. Never had candy in my house. I always had to play it straight. But when I went to my friend's house, I couldn't get Started going. 
Thanks for tuning in to Listen First. All of my Patreon subscribers act as a grassroots cooperative publishing deal for me and the other songwriters on this podcast. So if you like what you heard, please subscribe too. Thanks for listening first. To subscribe, just go to www.phoebehuntmusic.com slash podcast and click become a patron of Listen First.